0: OOPSLA Podcast Episode 6, Agile Unlimited. The OOPSLA Podcast brings you up to speed on topics covered at this year's OOPSLA Conference, which takes place in October 2007 in Montreal, Canada. For more information, visit the conference website at OOPSLA.org. The OOPSLA Podcast is co-produced with Software Engineering Radio and with DibSum Thinking. I'm Daniel Steinberg, your host for this episode. We talked to Jens Coldway via Skype about a workshop he's co-leading at OOPSLA 2007 called Agile Unlimited. Now that we've had years of experience with agile methodologies, how do we adapt them in cases where they're not traditionally applied? Distributed teams, embedded systems, Coldway invites you to participate in this year's workshop.
1: My name is Jens Coldway. I'm a... Free consultant from uh, Munich, Germany. Uh, long-time UPSLA participant. I think it's my tenth or eleventh UPSLA. And uh, I'm especially interested in agile methodologies. Uh, I belong to the group that has started to uh, use agile in Germany. So I have about 10 years' experience using agile, and uh, I'm also a member of the uh, Qatar Agile Project Management Practice. Uh, I worked for one year year as chair in the um, Agile Nonprofit Organization. I'm organizing the Agile Unlimited workshop together with Klaus Marquardt from Draga and Lisa Wartum from uh, Schlumberger in Texas, Houston. And uh, we're trying to explore areas where it is harder to use Agile compared to the standard well, web server interface where we're quite confident. So there are other areas like uh, high um, reliability systems, uh, large distributed teams, where you have special I- issues with Agile, where often people think you can't use Agile at all. And we want to bring people together uh, who have experience with doing that and who are interested in experience so uh, both practitioners, academics and just people who want to know about this and help them to discuss these issues and uh, get some new findings what are the uh, key patterns you find in these settings Uh, how flexible do you have to be with agile methods what is it that you really need to stick to and get some more findings about that how does Agile look like if you push that to areas uh, that seem to be hostile to Agile? From what I know by now, uh, you can deal with distributed teams. Uh, it lowers the agility a little bit. Uh, you can oh, pretty well work with uh, uh, high criticality. So if human lives, lives are on stake, you can still be pretty Agile there because it's actually high-quality software. Um I think one of the main things that really would break you is uh, to work in an organization that is built up not to be agile. So if you have a very bureaucratic organization that is built so that no one does decisions, but they are built to execute decisions, then it's really, really hard to uh, deploy agile there. So I think the cultural issues are the most difficult ones. I think there are some uh, basic Uh, things about Agile, which is customer focus, which is working in short iterations, um, fast feedback um, that you have, usually a staged release planning, starting from weekly iterations down to, let's say, quarterly releases or whatever. Um, But the most important thing is uh, the client, the customer feedback, having late decisions, uh, not trying to decide everything up front, but trying to decide things as they come up on the way and really trying to deliver working software very fast. I think th- these are the major things of Agile you have to preserve. And uh, you can always find aspects of uh, XP and Scrum also in these other settings. But um, my personal um, experience is that you can use Agile pretty much in most cases I've uh, experienced by now. Um, But I never stuck dogmatically to uh, one uh, special uh, methodology, agile methodology. I usually uh, mix concepts from XP, from from Scrum, from Crystal, uh, from Lean Development, and uh, try to find the best way for the the client. And I think this is, um, it's harder to teach, it's harder to sell but I think uh, the results are better, like with languages. If you use uh, Java religiously, you may run into problems somewhere. And if you're more relaxed about that and use Java where it fits well and you use PHP in different areas and uh, maybe other languages in some other places, well, why not? Uh, XP out of the book, for example, has some issues... Um, you can't go along with if you need to get an FDA certification for medical systems, for example. Uh, Once these compliance processes are quite hard to do and uh, uh, it takes for, well, three or four months. And once you've started with this process, uh, you can't change as good anymore as you could before. So um, compared, for example, to web service, if you have a, a medical system, there is one point where you have to lose agility. You you can't try a medical system in production because it's human life on stake. And um, so there are some things uh, that are not in the uh, traditional Agile methods you just need to add, which doesn't mean that you uh, can't use Agile until you get to this point. There have been lots of, lots of people who have applied Agile to really Uh, awkward situations. Uh, Klaus Marquardt uh, builds uh, life-supporting systems. Um, He uses intensive care, so these are really extreme criticality systems. Lise is working with uh, large teams uh, that work uh, in parallel in the U.S., in Europe, in China. And she has lots of experience with that. So, I'm currently working uh, with a team that is distributed between Germany and Israel. And we, we're doing agile stuff, and I think that's interesting. So I think there are settings where we already know, or where people have gone through, and they know how to apply agile ideas in there. And uh, we want to bring that together. And figure out whether we find whatever patterns or whatever. The kind of limits we want to push in this workshop is not that much how um, far can I change the methodology, but it's more about the limits of applicability. For example, if you have lots and lots of legacy code, Agile becomes harder and harder because, especially if that is bad legacy code, you don't have any uh, tests on that. And uh, you can't really do refactoring without tests, you can't really refactor with, uh, you can't really. Um, do test-driven development without refactoring and uh, it's really, really hard to have a a fast pace in delivery and there are other things uh, for example FDA um, certifications where it is hard to apply Agile and this is what we want to explore does it mean we can't use Agile there? I don't think so because people have applied Agile in areas like that and uh, so it's about learning what they did, and from that again learning about agile. In, in the case of the distributed team, as I said, the planning process is much more, uh, much harder. Uh, if you do weekly planning, you uh, really need to exchange the plans between the teams, um, and uh, you run into integration risks you would never run into uh, when you have the team on one side and could do real continuous integration. You will lose. Uh, some agility, so your project risk is higher. Uh, You just have to pay for that. Um, Well, one of the things is uh, you can't just do your planning using index cards. So you also need to have some kind of distributed planning tools. Um, But you don't want to lose your index cards because it's a very tangible way to do your planning. Uh, So it... It's additional effort and additional practices you have to add on, which make you slower, which uh, make you lose some of the agility, but it still works much better than any waterfall process. So I think it's ma- mainly it's about adding special practices and um, limiting other practices in time. This is not an academic workshop that you uh, bombard people with uh, 300 sets of PowerPoint slides, Uh, But this is more, uh, we start with a short position statement, um, which will be for half an hour for all participants. So after half an hour, all of these participants' bids are through, and then we jump into the open discussion. So... um, I'd like to see people who uh, have worked with that and who have fun in discussing things like that. Uh, practitioners, mainly people who have used uh, Agile successfully or not successfully both in interesting settings or who are just interested in the issue um, because they ra- ran over that. But, and I would like to have people there uh, who really want to discuss. I'm not really sure about the outcome. We did workshops like that uh, several times before. Uh, I, th- I did a series of oops workshops together with Pete McGreen in the last uh, couple of years, and um, often these workshops get quite surprising results. You never thought about that before, and this is actually what I want to get. Uh, one thing that really is, where I really learned a lot was a workshop I did together with Mary Poppendieck, and uh, that completely rocked my uh, understanding of Uh, whether we are doing projects or not I worked with Mary before but I never got it to that way that I really thought okay it's not project work what we're doing here Uh, it's closer to product development Uh, the way products are developed uh, a project is something that has a defined um, scope of time, of team and once the project is done it's either successful or not and it's finished Um, Most Agile projects tend to have a completely different character. They start and then uh, the client sees where the value comes from and new things come in you have never thought about before. So uh, all the Agile uh, endeavors, I like to call that, I've uh, worked in were much more kind of a product character. Not that they really sold a shrink wrap uh, product in the end, but the way it is managed and the way uh, success is measured and all that stuff. And this is what I learned in that, I think it was the 2003 Uppsala workshop. I don't think Uppsala, or at least the workshop track, is something where you go um, to consume. Um, well, if you go into the presentation, you just consume what's going on there. Uh, if you go into a workshop, uh, this is about participating and Uh, forming a workshop team that produces something of interest Um, and uh, it's a very emerging setting actually so we won't have any PowerPoint slides there (laughs) I would like to explore some patterns uh, uh, that help you uh, to deal with Agile in um, environments that makes it hard for you to use Agile I I don't really think uh, this should be patterns in the sense of the pattern community, but just patterns in the plain English uh, sense. Just seeing how um, other people solved um, similar problems and whether there are kind of common similarities in the problems. This is what I would learn there, or would like to learn. We have a call for papers. Uh, We ask people to send the... uh, CFP in by, I think, end of August or beginning of September uh, to send their position paper in. Everyone who's interested in this topic uh, is invited to come. and If you take the page and the reading, it's about uh, one to one and a half hour of preparation. Uh, We ask them uh, uh, to write a position paper, which is uh, about a one-page, one-to-two-page statement. Uh, just clarifying how they, what their standpoint is uh, what their contribution is and uh, we expect uh, the participants to read through all of these position papers before so that will be about 10 to 12 pages to be read before you arrive and uh, then we will, one of the first steps in the workshop will be to collect uh, interesting uh, things out of these position statements together and uh, Deciding on uh, what we want to discuss there, uh, I would say come to Uppsala because it's fun. <laughs> That's my major <laughs> message here. It's fun, and you we'll are extremely interesting people there, and especially in the workshops. So I would really like to invite everyone
0: to go there. Jens Koldewey, he's co-leading the Agile Unlimited workshop at Uppsala 2007. Thank you for listening to the Uppsala podcast. If you want to know more about the OOPSLA conference, or if you want to get additional OOPSLA podcast episodes, visit the conference website at OOPSLA.org. This episode, as well as the other episodes of the OOPSLA podcast, are licensed under a Creative Commons license. The intro and outro music is by a band called The Plugs. The song is called Go East.